Hey, 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 what's up, my players? Player, please. Player, player, please. Uh, please say hello to your host, Harlan Williams of the Harland Highway Podcast. That's me right here. How are you? Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, great show today. We're, we're going to be talking about, uh, have you ever just wanted to be alone for a few minutes in this crazy, busy world? And you can't find alone time. Happened to me uh, the other day. I got to share it with you. It was, it was comical how I couldn't get away and be by myself for a while. Uh, also, uh, oh my God, what, Charles Parsley is here with the Charles Parsley Papers. The Parsley Papers. And uh, he's interviewing Donald John Trump today. Should be a very intense and uh, interesting and revealing interview. Donald Trump being interviewed by Charles Parsley. Just incredible. Uh, Going to have a few of your phone calls on the show today. And also a crazy news story. I love this story so much. A mother did something to her kid that I think all freaking kids deserve in life. Okay, wait to hear this crazy news story. Wait till you hear all of it. It's happening now on the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Woods? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. It's Shelly. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harland, this is Zach, Indianapolis. Um, I was just calling about the uh, podcast you last released, uh, where you did the improv stand-up. Pure genius, my man. I loved every minute of it. So wish I could have been in the crowd that night. Anyways, keep that up. Do more of that. That is awesome. Just wanted to say that to you. Anyways, until next time, ciao, man, my man. Oh, thank you, Zach. I do appreciate that, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I put out some live, uh, stand up, uh, for your precious ears to hear. And, uh, I'm glad you liked it, man. I, I like, I like, uh, putting up uh, fresh new material and uh, improvised material for you guys to hear. And, uh, you know, I just released, uh, I just released another big chunk, almost a half hour set of live stand-up with pretty much 90% of the set, me just working the crowd, not even getting into my material. Um, and that was put up for our premium members. So uh, please jump on the premium membership for 20 bucks a year. And uh, my God, you can hear a lot more of that crazy stand-up. But I do appreciate your, uh, your feedback, buddy. And we'll just uh, keep it coming, baby.
Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. It's Shelly. Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. It's Shelly. Shelly. Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. Shelly. Okay, okay, I got it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Whoa. Enough now. Enough now. Um... Come on, can't can't be wasting time, uh, you know, dealing with that when when we have a very important interview coming up. That's right, uh, Charles Parsley is here, and somehow he was able to snag Donald Trump for a, uh, a an interview, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be riveting. Uh, Charles uh, always asks the most provocative questions, and uh, let's get right to it. Here we go, uh, Charles Parsley interviewing Donald Trump. On the Parsley Papers. Hello, everybody. I'm Charles Parsley, and welcome to the Parsley Papers, the exciting news chat show that dares to take on all comers. Politicians, sports figures, celebrities, and newsworthy people alike. So sit back, get ready to hear the questions that no one dares to ask on the Parsley Papers. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Parsley Papers. I'm here today with a very special guest. It's presidential frontrunner for the Republican Party, Donald John Trump. I'll be asking him many provocative questions today. We'll be getting in behind the curtain, if you will, and really digging deep into what makes this candidate tick. That's all today on the Parsley Papers. Hello, Mr. Donald John Trump. Let me start the questioning, sir, with... How big are your hands? What difference does it make? Well, according to you, sir, the size of your hands directly correlates to the size of your penis. How large is Donald John Trump's penis? I don't think it matters. It certainly matters to our listeners, Mr. Trump, and it matters to the American voters. Donald John Trump, how big is your penis, sir? Very, very big. How big is very, very big? Let's say the size of... China. I'm sorry, sir, how big? China. Did you just say the People's Republic of China? My goodness. And Mr. Trump, tell us about your relationship with Michael Jackson. Michael asked me if I'd get involved in it, and I'm the one that got it done and did a great job. Uh, you say involved, Mr. Trump. Involved with what, exactly? I don't know. Well, let me ask you this, Mr. Trump. Have you ever seen Michael Jackson's penis? And if so, sir, how big was it? It's, it's unbelievable. That's a mini version of China. I see, Mr. Trump. And although Michael Jackson is deceased, are you still friends with the pop superstar? Well, look, I don't want to knock anybody. Uh, not asking you to knock anybody, sir. Just asking if you and Jacko are still friends, even though he's dead. We used to be friends. Good friends. And as good friends, even though he's dead, would you ever consider doing 
a pornographic movie with the pop superstar, Michael Jackson? I would love for Michael to do it. You know, we used to be friends. I guess we're not friends anymore. I don't think we are, but... But, but your penis is as big as... China. And Michael Jackson's penis is the size of... It's, it's unbelievable. That's a mini version of China. But just for the record, you are a full-sized version of... China. Got it. Now, Mr. Trump, let's move on to your most fierce opponent on the Democratic side, front-runner Hillary Rodham Clinton. I don't even think about Hillary. Do you think the woman smells like goat vomit? Well, probably. I mean, I don't like her. For someone who thinks the woman smells like goat vomit, sir, isn't it true that you had an extramarital affair with Hillary Rodham Clinton? And if so, sir, how long was this affair? How long exactly did it lasts for almost eight years incredible and how was the extramarital affair with hillary rodham clinton uh i thought it was terrific um it was clean it was nice and the bed was good that's all i need the bed was good quote unquote so obviously it was a sexual affair mr trump did Hillary Rodham Clinton have a pet name for your penis, sir? China. She called your penis China? China. And what did she call out when she was in the throes of orgasm? China, 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 China. And how would you rate yourself as a lover, Mr. Donald John? Trump. Amazing. And how do you think Hillary Rodham Clinton would rate you as a lover? Probably was the, I might be the best thing that ever happened to her. I don't know. So it is your belief that she was satisfied with your lovemaking skills? I don't want to even talk about it now. She, you know the nice part? She didn't ask. She called me up. She said, I love what you've done. Excellent, Mr. Trump. And in closing, sir, are you aware that Vladimir Putin the president of Russia said that your hair looks like candy floss. Why does he have to say that? Cheap, dirty, greasy, oily, buttery, carnival-style candy floss. Why does he have to announce it? Well, I don't think we should get hung up on it, Mr. Trump. I think what's more important is why you're running for president of the United States. Are there any final comments you'd like to leave with our listeners on the Parsley Papers? We have people that are incompetent running our country. We can't have it anymore. We're not going to have a country left. We're going to do something great. We're going to make America great again. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, from the lips of Donald John Trump, presidential candidate in the 2016 presidential election. That's all we have time for today. I hope you enjoyed our intimate interview. Until next time, I'm Charles Parsley, and these are the Parsley Papers. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan, this is Brian. Thanks for your latest premium content, your stand-up show. Uh, I've listened to it multiple times, and uh first time I listened to it, I had my mouth open with a small
smile from all the stuff you're saying. You know, just uh, grinning and smiling, and you know, it's just a <laughs> second time, third time. It's still just as funny, and you know, there's it's just pure. It's very pure, and <laughs> you know, I, I can imagine the looks that you're giving when you are saying certain things, or even when you're not saying something. I can imagine the look that you're giving the crowd, and uh, you know. It's funny to hear the crowd's reaction. It is really funny to hear the way the crowd is roaring with laughter over such total non sequiturs, uh, over just stuff that just makes absolutely no sense. But the timing is just so good and it's so surprising. Uh, I mean, God, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, there's no coping mechanism going on. Crowd laughing. They don't know when to take you seriously and when not to. You can't pull the rug out from under them so many times and then, um, you know, expect them to know that you're serious when you are. There's no coping mechanism going on. And uh, anyway, great stuff. Uh, you know, God forbid that you should have to clean the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, It was inspired lunacy. Inspired. Great. I mean, you're in rare form. Um, Well, not rare for you. But uh, I loved it. Anyway, thanks. Bye. Oh, thanks, man. Brian uh, Brian has uh, been such a uh, true and dedicated fan. I, I, I always uh, thank you, Brian, for your kind words. And uh, and Brian's also cool because sometimes he, he calls in and criticizes me. I get both ends of the uh, spectrum from Brian, but I love it. That's what this forum's all about. You got to take the good and the bad. But uh, Brian's, uh, Brian's always... Uh, Left me some great phone messages, and that that one uh, really uh, made me smile because I know that uh, I could tell by by the way you were laughing that that you got some real good laughs out of the uh, the live stand up performance I put on the premium content. And uh, boy, oh boy, you know I I sort of almost feel bad putting stuff up on premium content because it really is premium material. It, it's, you know, it's no less than what I put up already, but I just feel bad that some of you aren't getting to hear it because, you know, obviously there's more people on the podcast because it's free versus the premium content, which is $20 a year. So by golly, if, if you can afford 20 bucks in a year, and and you want those extra laughs, you want that extra material, you want to experience what Brian is experiencing, uh, by all means, please join up on our uh, premium account. Like I said, 20 bucks a year, and you get so much. You get, you get my other podcast uh, called Let's Have a Fight, 
which is a whole nother podcast I do separate from this one and it can, it can only be heard on my premium uh, on my premium membership. Um, I have uh, I have verbal fights with uh, with great comedians Adam Carolla, Greg Fitzsimmons, Tom Green, Orny Adams. I'm gonna have Bill Burr coming up in the future, Dom Herrera, Al Magical, all kinds of great comedians are on this this kind. It's almost like a secret podcast. You can only get it if you're a premium member for twenty lousy bucks a year. So uh, go to my website harlowilliams.com. And uh, go to the uh, the uh, podcast page, and uh, you can join so darn easily. Or if you want, you can download the Harland Highway app to your phone. Just go to your app store and type in the Harland Highway podcast, and you can join through your uh, your app on your phone. I hope you do. Uh, I love bringing you guys the extra content. Um, and as you can probably guess, all this stuff that I do takes a lot of time and energy. I love to do it, but the reason I'm charging the extra 20 bucks is just because it it helps feed all this uh, stuff that I'm doing. So I appreciate everyone who's joined, anyone who's thinking of joining. Uh, thank you so much, and I'm so glad uh, you're loving the premium content. Brian, thank you again for your, your very, very kind words and i'm just gonna keep it coming baby uh but for now i think we all deserve a crazy news story the harland highway crazy news story that's weird wow that's strange stuff oh boy oh boy i think i'm gonna like i think i'm gonna really like this crazy news story, man. Listen listen to this headline. I'm already loving it. Here it is. My mom billed me $1,000 for being a jerk. Are you loving it already in this world of bratty, entitled kids? Here we go. Listen to this story. The ungrateful child is practically a universal theme of parenthood. One that involves a lot of frustration and a fair amount of yelling. But if parents really want their kids to understand what it takes to support a family, maybe they should send them a bill. Yeah. Maybe they should send them Kill Bill. Remember that guy from the Tarantino movies? Just scare the crap out of little bastards with a samurai sword. Well, anyways, this is what one mother did, and it seems to have worked out pretty well. Julie, a single mother of two in Toronto, how about that? The city where I grew up. Apparently, Julie drew up an invoice addressed to, get this, unappreciative son. Oh, I love this. For $39,254.17. Following an argument with her son, a 23-year-old named Kevin. It included a $1,000 charge for being an a-hole and not appreciative of your mother's support financially or otherwise. Oh, so she she added on there was an a-hole fee. You know, when you, you get your phone bill, there's a service fee or you, you buy a ticket for a concert and there's a, uh, there's a venue fee. Well, I guess this mother uh, charged an a-hole fee for little bratty Kevin. Um, 
So I guess uh, I guess uh, Kevin took a picture of the invoice and posted it to Reddit, where it, quick, it quickly attracted thousands of comments. Oh, I like this. I really like this. Um, the mother says, I'm not sure if I'm proud of the fact that I billed him for being an a-hole when I spoke to him a few days after the argument. And then Kevin, uh, after hearing all this, he, he fessed up and said, well, I was being an a-hole. How about that? So Kevin has lived with Julie rent-free for a little more than a year. Well, he and his girlfriend, who also lives up the house at the house, saves up to buy a place of their own. The invoice spawned from an argument about Kevin helping his mom apply for a health benefit for his 22-year-old brother, who also lives at home. You apply for the benefit as a household. So Julie needed him to provide his social insurance number, like a social security number, to a company over the phone, but Kevin didn't want to be part of it. Kevin says, I was refusing to cooperate, and my mom was just looking out for my brother, and I was being a little selfish. Frustrated that Kevin wouldn't contribute to something the family needed, Julie decided to show him exactly how much he benefited from living with her. And and here comes the invoice part. You got to love this. Because, you know, think about it. Think of, you know, we were all kids once. You don't really know how much it costs year to year to raise a kid. You know, you, you know, your parents are buying the food and, you know, maybe they'll let you use their car and you're burning up some of their gas money. But you don't realize now that you're adults, you realize how every little tiny thing costs money. Every freaking thing costs money. So apparently this invoice did the trick. Kevin said he had no idea how much everyday bills cost. His girlfriend pays 300 rent to live with the family, and the two of them buy their own groceries, make car payments, and have no auto insurance bills, but everything else. Kevin was surprised to see how it all added up. I want to move out soon, but realistically it's going to be difficult, Kevin said. He's never lived on his own before, but has been saving up. She's not going to make me pay, but the invoice made me realize we're going to be set back a while. Well, how about that? You got to give this mother kudos. She should win the Mother of the Year award. So let me finish the story here. Julie never expected him to pay the nearly $40,000 she billed him. More than half of that was for five years of tuition payments, but the rest of the charges or from the 13 months he's lived with her. I don't think the kids realize what bills are, Julie says. I just think he needs to appreciate the bills that I pay. Kevin said he does now. After reviewing the invoice, he went up to his mom and told her it was very effective, and he understood her perspective. Julie says, I expected him to say something sarcastic. If anything, Kevin's response has been the opposite. How about that? The kid actually, you know, instead of the kid getting combative and argumentative, the the the, uh, the invoice was like a uh, you know a bucket of cold water in the face. He's like, oh wait a minute, my mom's like carrying a big load here, and I'm being a douche. So this whole this whole thing worked, man. I'm I, I'm loving this. I I think this should be a new a uh, new thing. 
once a year, parents should give their their kids invoices just to remind them how tough life is. Because, look, even kids understand money. I mean, you know, as a kid, I knew it took like three, four bucks to eat at McDonald's. And I knew I had to get a paper route or I had to do something to get that four bucks. I had to take a crappy job at an ice cream stand or something. But kids aren't usually, uh, they're not used to dealing in in the world of tens of thousands of dollars. To them, that's a mind blower. Um, So let's just finish this up here. Uh, uh, Kevin said it's going to take a year or two to save up and move out. Before this whole thing, he thought he had a shorter timeline ahead of him. It's just kind of a wake-up call for me to get with the program, the whole life thing. Yeah, dullo. Moving out of mom and dad's house doesn't just require cash to cover the living expenses. It also may require a good credit score, as apartment rentals have become more competitive with landlords pulling potential tenants credit reports and you need a decent credit score to get a mortgage as well so there you go man all all this stuff adds up and uh you know even now when i read this story i look back at what my folks did for me and i'm like man wait a minute there were five kids in my family you know there were five kids now that being said our our parents weren't very extravagant our parents did not spoil us or or lavish us with with money or gifts. They actually kind of did it the other way, where they kind of you know they, they covered stuff. They covered our tuition. Well, not all of it, but some of it. They they helped where they could, but they didn't go out of their way. We were by no means spoiled kids. We had to kind of work for our own stuff, even though my parents could have paid for stuff, they didn't. And I don't know if that's the right approach either because I, I sometimes I feel like they were cheapskates and they, you know, they didn't really, you know, they never kind of went the extra mile to take us out to dinner or do extracurricular things with us. So that was a bit of a bummer. But they did provide the essentials, and, man, that adds up. So kudos to my folks. Kudos to every, all folks, you know. Even bad parents end up paying for stuff, you know. Even if you're, a, even if you're an abusive parent or an alcoholic parent or you're 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 a lousy parent, for the most part, you're still paying for stuff. But I I definitely think this should be a new uh, protocol for raising children. You know, once a kid hits about like 12 years old, every year say, hey hey dork. This is what it costs to, to raise you this year. Here's what it costs to feed you. Because, you know, each as you get older, you eat more, especially when you're going through puberty and adolescence. You're like a, like a food-sucking machine. And then as you start to pay more attention to fashion, especially for the girls, the girls want new clothes every two days and new shoes. And, I mean, now you got cell phones and bicycles and cars and this and that. And, oh, my God. So uh, as, as each kid gets older, that bill goes up. And I, I, that's probably a great idea that kids have to look at that every year and, and eat a little humble pie and go, oh, God, I didn't know my mother spent $65,000 on me last year.
and my sister and my brother. So good for you, mother. Mum, as we say in Canada, M-U-M. A little bit of the British influence still lingering. Um, and uh, all you kids out there, man, get get a grip. Get a grip. And uh, don't be a dip, all right? Great, crazy news story. Chick-ching! Hey, Harlan, it's Shelly. It's Shelly. It's Shelly. Whatever. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you guys, you ever have one of those days where you're, um, you know, you're just maybe deep in thought or you're just feeling like a little bit of a loner. Or you just want to kind of, you know, just be on your own, be, be with your own, your own self, like be with your own thoughts and stuff. And you're just in a like a contemplative mood, and you're just you're not looking for any external stimuli. You kind of, you know, it's one of those things where you want to just get a coffee and sit in a corner at Starbucks and just stare at the ceiling fan. And for whatever reason, your brain's just kind of on on you know introspective mode. So this happened to me the other day. I'm 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 uh, I'm going out for lunch. And uh, I'm over. I'm over at this uh, studio where I'm. I'm working on this new uh, Disney cartoon that I'm doing that I've told you guys about. And I get a lunch break, and uh, I wander out. I'm. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna go get Thai food. There's a great little Thai place just down the road. You know, it's within walking distance of of where I am, and so so I. Uh, I walk over to the place and I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to like go in, sit in a, sit in a dark corner and, you know, pull up uh, USA Today on my phone and read the news stories. I'm on a nice, leisurely, quiet, private lunch with myself. I'm, I'm taking myself on a, on a lunch date, really. Hi, Holland. You want to go to lunch? Sure. I'd love to. Okay. It's me and you. Um. So here I am at, at this diner. I walk into this to this Thai joint. And I, I'd been there before and uh, good food. And as I'm walking up to the reception counter, I look to my right and I see uh, one of the executives from my show sitting over where I thought I was going to sit having lunch with someone. And I see them talking away and eating, and, and I kind of, I feel a bit guilty, but I kind of quickly looked away before they could make eye contact with me. So I'm up at the uh, counter, and I'm scanning the room, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, i got to look back and see, you know, what, what the table situation is so that I'm not in, in her eye line. So I look back, and as I'm looking back, like three tables over, I see two other people from work sitting there having lunch with some people. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. So, so this, this Thai place is like, it's like a uh, Thai food restaurant, but there's also a sushi bar. So I look over at the opposite end of the restaurant, and there's a sushi bar. You know, you know how sushi bars work. You sit at the sushi bar. And you sit facing directly the sushi chefs. 
So there's there's nobody in front of you. You know, all you're dealing with is the person beside you. So I, I went. I said to the guy, "Can I sit at the sushi bar?" He's like, oh, "Of course you can." So I go over to the sushi bar and I sit right on the end. So I'm on the table at the very. I'm at the seat at the very end. So at the very most, I can get one person sitting beside me on my right. But on my left, there's no more sushi bar, and it, it flows into more tables. Um, and one of the tables being right over in the corner to the left of me, a table that originally I thought I would grab because, um, you know, it was it was kind of the most private table, but it was, it was a four-seater. I thought, well, I don't want to take the four-seater, so I'll sit at the sushi bar. No one will bother me. I sit down at the sushi bar. I order... And about two minutes later, this this young uh, woman sits down, maybe like 30 years old, pleasant-looking, nice, sits two seats over. So now me and her at the sushi bar were the only ones. And I'm sitting there uh, reading my phone, and I'm not thinking anything of it. And uh, all of a sudden, the, uh, the waiter brings my appetizer. I got some shrimp tempura. Yum, one of my favorites. He plops it down. Uh, I say thank you. That no sooner had he plopped it down than this lovely girl sitting two seats over turns to me and goes, "Hi, you're Harlan Williams, aren't you?" And I went, "Uh, yeah." She goes, "Hi, I I used to work with one of your agents at your voiceover agency, and now I work in the same building you do. We're on the same floor, but we're on opposite sides. My name's blah 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 blah." And I went, "Oh, hi." So now I'm sitting there, and suddenly someone I've had a relationship with, a work relationship with, is is the next seat over. And I'm like, what are the odds of this? Well, there goes my privacy, and I don't have anything against this girl. I was just in, in one of these moods, right? And so I, I kind of do the pleasantries. I go, oh, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah. We, we t- chit-chat for about two minutes. And then I kind of, you know, you put the cats like, oh, well, great to see. You. I guess I'll see you around work. And then instead of just going, you know, kind of to let me eat, she threw out another question. I'm like, Okay, so now my food's sitting here. It's starting to get cold, and now I'm answering another question, and I'm I'm like I'm fine with it, but I'm just like, oh, this is kind of a change of plans. So we kind of shoot the breeze for another two minutes, and I'm I'm actually enjoying the conversation with her. She's a nice girl, and we have a you know we have a bit of a history work-wise, so it was cool, but. But then uh, I kind of found a way to word it with kind of that energy. Like, okay, well, uh, great talking to you, and I guess I'll see you around. Boom. That You know, that's kind of like the, you know, the tone. You put that tone in your voice. It's kind of like the capper. It's kind of the, 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 the subtext is, hey, it was great talking to you. I'm here by myself. This is awkward. I'm going to look at my phone and read the paper, and I'm going to eat my food. So that happens for about, uh, you know, five minutes. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, remember the table I told you was to the left of me that was in the corner, and I was going to take it because it was a four-seater? 
all of a sudden two guys pass me. And, you know, you always kind of look up when someone walks past you. I look up, and it's an old buddy of mine who was a producer on one of the movies I did. I, I, I love this guy. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a guy, you know, I still talk to. He's a guy we, we exchange Christmas cards every year. He, he's just a wonderful guy. We've had a lot of experiences together. And he sits down with uh, a buddy of his. And so I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. Like, it's so funny that I just wanted to be in this restaurant alone and randomly all around me, I'm, I'm literally flanked on all sides. To the right, to the left, behind me. I'm just waiting for the sushi, the sushi chef in front of me to go, Oh, hey, Harlan, how are you? Remember me? Yeah, we vacation together in Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you, let me recap the whole vacation for you, okay? No, you go ahead and eat. I, I will ask you questions once you put food in your mouth. That way, when you have to answer me, your mouth is full of food and you don't even get to taste your food or experience your meal because you are so busy talking to me. Um, so it was just, it was just crazy. It was one of those meals where I'm like, okay, so much for being by myself. And then God bless this girl, really nice girl. I really actually liked her and believe it or not, I enjoyed talking to her, but it just worked out that like, I think she felt awkward and I don't know whether it was her or she felt she, she felt compelled or maybe she just likes to talk, but about every five minutes, she would lean over and, and chime in with a new topic. So, what's it like working where you are? How's your show going? What's it, every, are you having fun? And, you know, remember so-and-so at the old office? where we, and, and so here I am, like, half eating, half talking, half wondering when my buddy from the movie that I did, the executive guy, is going to look over and see me and blah, blah, blah. So... So I was like, I'll make the first move, and I I had the I had some uh, broccoli tempura. They, they they for some reason with your shrimp tempura they put deep fried vegetables in there. I'm not there to eat vegetables. I want my shrimp, man. So, so as a joke, I put the the broccoli on a plate and asked the waiter. I said, Would you give this to that man over there? He's a friend of mine. So the waiter took over and placed down the <laughs> the deep fried broccoli in front of my. My buddy and my buddy's the waiter's pointing to me and my buddy's looking around. What the who the hell sent this? So we get up and hug and my food's sitting there getting cold and then I sit back down and this lovely girl's talking to me again and blah 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 blah. So I ended up not really finishing my whole meal. There was there was so much going on around me. There were so many people that invaded my private little lunch date with myself. That I, I kinda I kinda left half my food on the plate and got the hell out of there. And it's nothing they did. It's you know, I am not knocking them. It's just it was just weird circumstance. So I don't know if you've ever had anything like that happen, but I thought I'd share it with you. I thought it was kind of weird and amusing and silly and and uh just another slice in the day of the life of Harland Williams. Right, Shelley? Hey, Harland, it's Shelley.
Shelly. It's Shelly. All right. Well, I'm surprised Shelly wasn't there, too. Uh, we'll leave it right there. Uh, let's do a few announcements before we wrap the uh, the show up today. Um, if you're looking for some stand-up comedy, by golly, I got the answer for you. Uh, the comedy party is kicking off, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the comedy party. That's a, a uh, an amazing comedy uh, show starring myself, Polly Shore, Tom Green, and Bobby Lee from Mad TV. All four of us in one venue. Uh, this uh, this great comedy party gets going on April 7, 8, and 9. Okay? We're kind of doing uh, a run through the Midwest. And uh, if, you are, if you are anywhere in that area, come to the comedy party. April 7th will be at the Rialto Square Theater in Joliet, Illinois. The, the next night, April 8th, we're at the Coronado Art Center in Rockford, Illinois. And uh, April 9th, we're at the Five Flags Arena in Dubuque, Iowa. That's Polly Shore, Tom Green, Harlan Williams, and Bobby Lee. And it is called the Comedy Party. Uh, and it's all four of us coming out one after the other uh, in, these, in these beautiful venues, these beautiful theaters. And uh, it's it's a show you don't want to miss. If you can't be there and you have friends that live in in the neighborhood, uh, please come on out and see us. If you live in Chicago, drive out and see us. It's going to be a blast. Tickets at harlandwilliams.com. Just get in there and go on my stand-up tour link, and you can uh, you'll get directed right to uh, the tickets. And we hope you can make it out. These venues are filling up fast. So uh, please come and join the comedy party. Uh, The following week, April 14th to 17th, yours truly will be at the Improv in Brea, California. That's just outside of Los Angeles. That's April 14th to 17th, the uh, Improv. It's going to be a great, great time. And then at the end of April, the last weekend in April, Starting uh, April 28th, yours truly will be up in Canada at the uh, West Edmonton Mall at the Comic Strip. Now, this is one that I usually sell out every darn night from uh, from Thursday right through to Sunday. So um, get your butt in there. Get your tickets, harlandwilliams.com. Get your tickets in advance. And then as we go into May, I will be in uh, New York on uh, Friday and Saturday, the 13th and 14th of May at uh, Gotham, the Gotham uh, City Comedy Club. And uh, that is going to be a great time. So uh, that's the latest on my stand-up stuff. Get your tickets at harlowilliams.com. While you're there, check out our store. we got all kinds of merchandise in there for you. Great gifts. We'll send it out to you. Also, uh, don't forget to join uh, the uh, Harland Highway uh, app. Just uh, go to your app store, type in the Harland Highway podcast. You are in. And if you want more and more bonus material, including my second podcast called the Let's Have a Fight podcast, where celebrities and comedians duke it out verbally, uh, join our premium membership, $20 a year. That's it. 20 bucks a year. And you get my other extra podcast. You get uh, live stand-up recordings, uh, all kinds of bonus stuff that nobody else gets. Uh, so please uh, join up. And to those of you that have joined up, thank you, thank you, thank you. All the proceeds go to help keep all this stuff humming. Um, 
And that's it. If you want to write to me, you can write to me at harlandwilliams.com. There is a contact link there to, to email me. Or if you'd rather leave me a phone message, um, I'm at 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. Leave me any type of phone message you want. I love hearing from you guys. So there you go. That's today's show. I hope you had a great, great time. And until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein, Shelly. Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. It's Shelly.